afterlife, not the afterlife. The field of reeds. But uh, before we get there, I've, I've just got to do a quick little. Um... <laughs> Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of May 15th, 2022. This is episode 176. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Well, last week we were talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I put a poll out there saying, what did you think of Doctor Strange? In fact, the poll was, what is your take on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? And you can find this poll on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvels, or follow us on Twitter at Disney Marvels. Both places carry the polls usually. And your options for the answers being, absolutely loved it. Enjoyable, solid movie. Decent, middle of the pack. One of the worst MCU movies out there. And you made your voices be heard. Only 6% of you said it was the worst MCU movie out there. Good to hear, because I, I don't think it was one of the worst ones. 27% of you said... Decent middle of the pack. 27% of you also said you absolutely loved it. So we're split right there. But the majority has it. 40% said it was an enjoyable, solid movie. Yes. Yes, it was. So there you have it. The people have spoken. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is an enjoyable, solid movie. If you haven't seen it yet, do take the time. Go see it. Like I said, it's one of the shorter MCU movies. Two hours, six minutes. Goes by fast. A lot happens. And I think you will wind up enjoying it. If you you go in knowing that it should be enjoyable, I think you will enjoy it. And on that note, we'll be back after these words from our friends and sponsors. Hey guys, Ralph for All Universe here. Are you into uh, nerdy things like Pokemon, Marvel, and Disney? You've come to the right spot. We have videos, we have games, we have contests. We just do all sorts of fun. Whether it's going live during the week or posting about an article about a new movie coming out, we do everything we can to keep you in the know and have some fun. Oh, and we have swag too. So come on. We're everywhere social media can be found and we want you to become part of our family. Stay nerdy. And now, on with the show.
we touched on the dark vigilante that known as Moon Knight a few episodes ago and how much we're enjoying it and how much we look forward to what was to come next. Well, we didn't get to anything in between then. We have now gotten to the end of Moon Knight two weeks ago. And, well, I can't say right now what I thought of it because I need to let my co-host here be introduced first. Of course, I have to speak. When I'm speaking of gods, I have to always think of Isaac. And Isaac, thank you for for coming aboard and talking Moon Knight once again with me. Oh, man, thank you for having me, man. Uh, I appreciate I, I always appreciate these intros, man. You put me on a weird pedestal that I got to live up to, man. But, uh, yeah, sure, I'm a, I'll try to live up to that. <laughs> as long as your pedestal doesn't encase you into a stone statue, you're good. Yes, yes, like Kanchu, man. I don't, I don't want that. I don't know. Actually, no. Out of funny thing, out of like all the gods, what, what, like what would you, what, 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 what Egyptian god would best represent you? You're, you're thinking. Uh, I remember all my Egyptian gods. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I guess I probably would, I, maybe uh, maybe more of like an Isis. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't remember. I, I, I you know what? Going with the ones that we saw, yeah. Uh, let me go with the hippo. <laughs> God help me if I remember her name. Oh, I really? love oh, that hippo. character. Oh, geez, that oh, she was fantastic. She was totally fantastic. Uh, it, it was it was It was Talwet's character. That's right. That that being said, uh, yeah, you know, in terms of um, now, finally watching all six episodes of Moon Knight, um, yeah, just like you said, in the beginning in the beginning, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I did come in to it. it. First of all, I think it's always a cool, fresh breath, uh, like fresh air of discovering a character that we had known nothing about and just mm-hmm. kind of all of us kind of learning through it. Um, again. And I have to admit, through watching the first episode, um, uh, it was intriguing, though, but I was also concerned. It was still slow place, still intriguing. It was still interesting in how they were setting things up between um, how Oscar Isaac's character was the, being delivered was this gentleman by Steve, who was very neurotic, very uh, impulsive, but very intelligent, smart. And we learned that he's been, uh, was his personality disorder is possessed by Mark. Uh, or so that would theme in trying to get uh, trying to find uh, Harold's tomb. With that being said, after now finishing from season one, um, from one to six, I honestly have to say that Muna has probably become one of my more favorite superheroes now in the MCU, and it was just within six episodes. This has been an incredibly well done series. Um, and it's all under the back of Oscar Isaac's performance as playing Steve Mark in this incredible series. I think he's done. If he, I, I feel like he is in a candidate to win an Emmy if if Emmy season runs around because the way he was able to balance the way that he was able to handle the personality disorder first of all was the respect. And to him and the writers, is it's been very well done. And to kind of show its 
show its, I, I, I guess, I don't want to say flaws, but to kind of show it in its reality in in the worlds of the MCU, but able to kind of show it in a very respectful way is nothing but phenomenal. And for him to do it, just for Oscar Isaacs to kind of switch to Steve, being that very New York person, to be able to switch to Mark, who's very um, stern and suave and and um, but a little bit hurt, and to be able to play between these two characters, between being an English person, a, a person born in London and American, is just nothing but amazing. It's it's an amazing feat of what he's able to accomplish in this in the show. I uh, it, let me just state now, we will be getting to spoilers about this about this series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's it did start off. I was I was intrigued by the first episode and wasn't sure exactly how they were going or where I had no idea where they're going to go with this. And I remember when we were talking to Matt about the first episode, mm-hmm. and I I'm glad all six played out this way. Nobody else from the MCO shows up. There is no. absolutely really no other connection to the MCU. This is a entity unto its own. Um. So you can just start off and watch this by itself and not have to know about Tony Stark getting uh, shot at in a desert and blown up by his own missiles and then taken hostage by uh, some uh, terrorists and building a suit and uh, Thor losing his hammer and all. You don't need to know any of that. To sit down and watch this and, and and take this in and enjoy it. That is very and um you know that's very interesting that you brought that up about no interference, no other character shown for the MCU because there was a talk about them making that they want to bring a couple of particular a couple of characters from the MCU wanting to make grand appearances, um, but that. But like I said, I, I'm kind of ha- I'm I'm with you. I'm very happy that, um, you know, up, this is one of these series where we can just kind of focus on the characters at large and not have to worry about them how they fit within the MCU uh, tapestry right now that Kevin Feige is trying to create. We just get to focus on the character and what they have to achieve and trying to you know. They're going through their their superhero arc story, and I think it was just it was very pleasant. I think it was done so well. Um, I, it's just the action here is preserved by Oscar Isaac, um, Ethan Hawke, you know, playing as Arthur Harrow. I thought was a fantastic villain, um, and that's another good thing about it. I think uh, Marvel is starting to get better writing villains. Yeah. Um, in, 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 in the series, like, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing, you also kind of bring in Arthur Harrow, who is, uh, who is trying to release Amit, um, through, uh, ju- prejudging pretty much, that you get to hear a little bit of his struggles, that he was once a controller of, uh, of Conju, 
you know. He was, he the, was Country's avatar. Original, his first avatar. Oh, not his first avatar. I wouldn't say his first avatar. I think they, they revealed that later. They actually revealed that later in the show, which I thought was pretty cool. Who was the first avatar? Um, but yeah, he was one of the avatars back. Or the prior then. avatars, yep. He was one of the prior avatars that Country tricked um, as a god. I'm also played by the fantastic F. Murray at Abraham, who plays Kanju, whose voice is so deep. Like, it's just a very iconic voice to play the stubborn bird and how oh, it, it to fit fight between them and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was just such an incredible, amazing dynamic between these characters and how they bounce off each other and stuff like that, too. I thought was really, really impressed. Um, I know for Oscar Isaac, they are looking to try and get him uh, award season talk. The the one problem that they may have is limited series versus uh, first season. Because at one point, they, they put out those, you know, limited season, limited, limited series, limited series. At one point, someone slipped and dropped season finale. Mm-hmm. Meaning that there's going to be another season. Um, yes, the, it, it's right now. Uh, Kevin Feige said it's kind of up in the air at the moment. They weren't really too sure if they were going to do a season two. Of, I hope they do. I think there's a lot I, that needs to be explored. I, I think they're going to. I think they will. But until they get this, you know, award season stuff a little more structured and settled in, because if they go the mid series there's less competition versus full season where there's you know a season one of multiple where that makes it a, a serial show that there's got more um more competition um so that that's as i was ex- uh that was explained to me um mm-hmm. jim hill was uh talking about that so that's kind of the w- wire that they're walking right now in my mind though I can't see them not doing a season two. Uh, most of the, the feedback I've seen has been pretty good. And this is a show that each episode, for the most part, just kept getting better and better and better. And the more that I was watching and the more I learned about these. Because you have two main characters that you're really learning about. You're Mark and Steven. And you, you have to learn about the two of them. And when you found out the, the backstory of the whole thing. Oh, that oh, was wow. heartbreaking. That was oh heartbreaking. That was horrific. I mean, honestly, I have to say this is probably the the best Disney Plus MCU show, I think, right now. If, if we're going to do, like, a ranking of the shows right now, this totally pushes it number one. Like, I think it, it, it hops number one in my list right now as a, just a fantastic show. I, but yeah, just to kind of get into, uh, to, to dive into more of that episode of the, of the episode, which was episode five, right? Five was by far, I think the best episode. I think five where, where I feel like where, where Oscar Isaacs, um, first of all, deserves an, an Emmy not alone for his ugly male cry at the end of that one. Like that, yes. like if anybody, I don't know if any men men know that ugly male cry. I'm like I I I've probably done that one once in my life. 
I was like, because like you just, you just, but even not with him, with with that moment, like even when he was Steve and even in the first episode, you just feel for him because here's a man who's who's trying to live his life, who's who doesn't know what, why he, who just assumes that he was sleepwalking. But in reality, he turns into this completely different person out of nowhere. And like you said, once you learn about the reason why Stephen Stephen Grant was created, it, you know, it, it, it's incredibly heartbreaking, you know, the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, what, what you learn about these people that do have personality disorder is usually when, you know, unfortunately when their minds are, are, are fractured and broken to such a point that they will just simply almost create another identity or another avatar of themselves so they can protect themselves from any more further harm which which was displayed and i think again i think i think that handling a a real topic of disorder that is very controversial and you didn't want to you don't want to be campy or make fun of it i thought was done very well in terms of the pain and especially um the pain that was caused from the mother who you saw after what happened to to the brother to mark's brother that she mentally broke yeah and because of that broke tried to break her son and tried to blame it all on him and it was very tough and it was done very well i think these were one of the moments where I know we talked about how um, you know uh, you know say a movie a certain movie you know how like uh, they would push uh, the boundaries of violence and stuff like that like okay but this I think this was a moment that was done perfectly where I think implications here work just as better if it was actually really shown and I thought this was really done very well on that part yeah uh, as for the violence where they they show you without showing it to you, I think was absolutely a fantastic way of handling it. And it leaves your, allows your imagination to go as bloody and, you know, uh, hardcore as you want it to. Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but and for as for going to the story with the, the mother, the writing on that was just so fantastic, and you—you—they really paid tribute to why did this happen, and you know the the fact that it was a shelter, it was a, a way to protect himself, and um, it, it's in not making light of the situation. I mean, did they have fun with it earlier in the the series? Yeah, well, you had the banter between back and forth between the two of them, and and stuff like that of course but they do take a moment to make it very serious and slow it down and focus on on there was a reason for this Mm -hmm. and it's not a good thing yeah um it was it was just so so well done um oscar isaac's performance throughout that was great and then the moment when Stephen actually says to Mark, "It's uh, this is your fault. You did this," mirroring the mother's words. Then you saw instantly on Mark's face 
what that did to him and then his reaction to it you you know the, the to me just watching it that's episode um, two right I think no this was, is episode five still oh this is still episode this five. is episode okay. five when they're in the hallway just after seeing the the scene with the mother and steven's yelling at mark and he he repeats one of the mother's lines about blaming Mark for um, for the death of all the people. Stephen was talking about the people in the real world in the future or, or present time about everyone dying if we do not head back. And then, but he he mirrors the mother's words from whenever the mother came down and blamed mark for the death of their brother of his brother yeah uh, and it just drives mark mad oh yeah um uh, and because uh, I, I, I the only reason why i said that because i i do i feel like there was a reference in episode two where once um after he kills the jackal and Moon Knight and and um has that conversation with steve because steve is on the other end is where Steve kind of triggers Mark into kind of going into a bit of this rage moment where he kicks in the mirror because he wanted to shut him off, you know, mm-hmm. or Mark was shot. And I thought that was what the reference you, what you were trying to make, though. But, uh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, oh, dude, it's, it's great. And also in terms of storytelling, the, um, uh, the the fact that in the beginning of the story too, where he would black out and then show show dead bodies all around him was yeah. I thought a great storytelling element that was really really good. Um, I thought it was a very it was a good story element that was kind of sprinkled throughout the uh, uh, was sprinkled out through pretty much episode to episode, and I thought that was really really done. Um, it. It did worry me at the season finale. They did it again. However, they do they do end up uh, fixing that up at the end with the with with the end credit at the end of that, which was really really good. Um, but yeah, I again this this was a very well done. This was a very well done series, which it kind of explores. It really just opens up a lot. In terms of what, of what this character can do, and yeah, I totally amazing. Um, with that being said, Matt, I want to bring up another character too. I don't want to. Um, we've been talking a lot about Oscar Isaac. Um, we mentioned a lot of Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur Harrow. Let's talk about a little bit of Layla, Layla Foley, her character. What what, what did you think about her her addition into uh, into Moon Knight? What's your thoughts? I liked her. Um, you know, it's a shame that we we lose her for a little while, and was and again in episode five. But we we get to follow her more in episode uh, episode six. We don't have her all in episode one, but when she shows up, um, she's she's an interesting character. And I, I again though, this is one that I think we didn't learn enough of um, enough of. We get glimpses and pieces of her backstory, but I don't. I feel mm-hmm. like there was maybe still a couple holes. Like, wait, is she a spy? Is she an archaeologist? What is her exact well, test? 
I, I think they do reveal to her, I think it was episode three, that she steals antiques from bad people and returns it back to like museums or places that were originally stolen from. So that's right. what yeah. she... That's her. That's her deal. She she would go into these underground um uh, um where these uh where the richest of riches would hold the most rarest of antiques that were originally stolen. She would steal those back and give those back to either bring them back to the museums or what they were originally done. So, that's right. I mean, that's she, right. That so so that was her her game. They actually do a good job. Again, it was in the, was the sixth episode arc for what they did. I thought they did a good job of trying to establish characters really really quickly. At least give them yeah. a baseline to it. That also be now. With that being said, and here's one of the reasons I wanted to, to bring this character. You actually set this up perfectly. At the episode six. <laughs> She ends up getting present. She ends up becoming Talowitz, uh, uh, Talowitz avatar, which basically she ends up becoming the Scarlet Scarab. Yeah. Do you felt? What's your take on that? Did you felt that was a little bit rushed? Did you felt that was, or did you feel like there was enough to justify her all of a sudden becoming another superhero out of nowhere? Um, I, I think they did the best they could with that uh, in considering the situation that they put the character in. She wasn't given much of a choice. She had to say yes. Because um, even this a couple scenes before that, whenever you find out, okay, she is on the truck with Arrow's people and the the bodies start talking to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, with with Gero's voice, yeah, this high pitched squeaky voice coming out of these, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, security officers. Um, so even then, oh, you would make a perfect avatar for me. I would love to have you as my. So they planted the seed moment, you know, a little bit beforehand, and then you know they forced the hand whenever the everything's starting to cave in and and drop down. So was it rushed? Yes, but did it bother me? No. Um, I, I was okay with how they came about that, and I thought she was really cool with the, the wings and, and everything like that. I'm like, oh, she's pretty cool. And yeah. the, the scene where the little girl that she saves from the vehicle running her over, are you an Egyptian su- superhero? And she just looks at her and goes, yes, I am. So that, that was, uh, I think that was yeah. a, a funny but nice nice little moment. Yeah. I again I agree with you. It, it didn't bother me though, but I could also understand that like like he kind of, like again, like in in Steve, at least Stephen and Mark, Mark's situation, they've been kind of through it. Like you kind of have the sense that they've been through it already. And yeah. I get that Layla had like Layla is clearly a badass in her own right. But I feel like like I feel like did you know like in terms of being superheroes, like you don't really go through your coming of age story. Yeah, you know, I feel like with every superhero um, arc, there's a coming of age of learning your powers and understanding it, and with great power becomes great responsibility and all that other stuff. <laughs> all that oh, other jazz. great! Isaac's gonna get killed now. Uh, uh, you know the great you know, situation. 
I, I know. I think I said that wrong. But what? But you know what? People get what I'm talking about in terms of the the kind of the how to become a superhero arc, especially like flying. I don't think anybody knows how to fly that quickly if she's able to pick it up like that immediately. Um, I, I I felt like those moments again. Her again, it didn't bother me, but I could understand that. Okay, maybe. Maybe if they gave me like one more episode just so she can have that moment of just kind of learning who she is and being the superhero, I think would have been just a little bit more uh, more touching though. But again, it, it, but then again, I felt like at times like she was she was more badass than even Moon Knight yeah. <laughs> at certain you moments. Know, you, so maybe you're they not didn't wrong want there. Um, honestly, I feel like her superpower. Uh, instead of her becoming the Scarlet Scarab, she should have become Flare Girl, because like episodes five, think about it, like every time she had Flare, like she was very crafty with a Flare, like mm-hmm. she threw the Flare into the bomb, or when the little or the Egyptian monster came, she would shove a Flare into his eye. Like she was really good at Flares. She oh, yeah. have been a, her power, her superpower should have been Flares, just nothing but Flare. <laughs> She's very. You want very, players? I got players for you. Here's a player. Here, they, just they, throw flares at everybody. She should have thrown flares at uh, on Arthur Harrow. That's the way that should have been done. But yeah, I thought that was. And and what about the gods too? That 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 huge the battle between the uh, Kanchu and Ahmet um, battle. What, 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 what in terms of that? What was your thoughts on that? I I thought that was a nice device to see. You had the, the two gods battling it out while you had the two avatars of there mm-hmm. battling it out. In some ways, it, it was symmetric. In other ways, it wasn't. The only thing I, I wasn't certain of, and they, they really didn't, I don't think they really touched on it. Did everybody else see the gods fighting? I, I'll, I'm going to assume only the people in Cairo did. Because that, that would have to make sense. Only only the people in Cairo, because event they said that let's focus on Cairo, then we'll go after the rest of the world. So I'm only assuming Cairo. Oh, I mean, they assumed that something had to ha- happen because eventually Ahmed, basically, Ahmed's followers ran into town and started judging everybody. And well, then all their souls started to feed into yeah, well, wait, they, they, growing. They, they saw the, the followers and you know, wherever they started uh, killing people. Um, that I understood that the, the people of Cairo saw that, but did they see the 60-foot uh, representations of their gods. ancestors' gods fighting each other for the <laughs> temple? Yeah, one would have to, right? Or Do they? Or, or maybe, well, actually, maybe they didn't because, like, other than um, maybe they didn't see that because only Nobody seemed to acknowledge the, it. The the only two people that other I think the only three people that really knew that the gods were only happening were really just uh, Arthur, um, Steve, Mark slash Mark, and and Layla would be the only two to actually see that because they're the ones that have avatars, so thus they would see the gods. Maybe not everybody is is able to be able to see that, but they but maybe that phenomenon is just something that happened, you know, within that. Also, right. another thing too. Also, also wanted to ask quick quick question: 
is what I think was it episode three on how um, Mr. Knight uh, would help change the sky. The whole world had to know that happened, right? <laughs> well, that that they they did um, recognize that people did see that happening. You you did see um, people re- reacting to the change of the sky. Yeah. So you knew that happened, but any point that you see Kanchu on screen, no one else sees him. Other than. For- other Mark than Steve. Steve, Mark, and Layla, are the only, and and are the only three people. Well, did, I think he, that one, did Layla see him until till the end? He, no, no. But I think he, I think he knew about it. She knows about the fact. She, she knows turns, about him, but she, she knows she, didn't she knows see him. She's, she doesn't see him, but she knows about him because remember in episode two, um, uh, remember when um. Um, Arthur was talking to Steve, but then you know, Concha would just throw a hissy fit. Although Arthur knows that he's around, he can't see him, but he knows he's around. But he's right, he knew he what he was doing because of his, yeah, because he's not possessed by him anymore. Right. So, only the one that's possessed by Concha is the only one that can honestly see him. Um, although, episodes the closing, the the the, the the last credit scene he does see him he does see him so yeah i don't know <laughs> he does yeah. see him, so i don't know <laughs> who knows i mean again layla was able to talk to country throughout the whole situation so um yeah yeah i'd also like country because like country just doesn't like country's just an old bastard of a god <laughs> who doesn't. the odb god he really is the ODB god. Um, and, you know, he's like, yeah, it's like, I'm going to let you two out, but I'm not going to let your third one out, which was kind of hidden throughout the last... It kind of, but they, it wasn't. They, they made so many references oh, yeah. to it throughout oh, yeah. the, particularly the latter episodes. It makes you wonder if some of the events in the the earlier episodes, was it all Mark? Like the the scene in the car. You know, whenever he, he blocks out and then there's, he's got the gun and the, the back is open and th- that whole, you know, the cars are flipping over. Mm-hmm. Was it Mark or was it Jack? So. Yeah, which I I was also kind of in debate about that, too, because, like, a part of me wanted to say that, uh, because a part of me wanted to say that uh, Jack tried to, um, when they were in the site of the psych ward. Whether they're mm-hmm. in the psych ward talking, and um, um, I noticed when um, um, Mark or Steve tried to grab the glass pyramid, I thought that maybe that could have been Jack a little bit. Maybe we saw maybe that would have been our first instance of Jack right there, maybe popping up because Mark, we know Mark can fight, but he doesn't seem like he really wants to kill. Although in episode five he did kill people, Mark did kill people. So like, yeah. so it was again, yeah. See what I'm saying? So it's like a little weird, though. So I, I don't know, man. It's 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 weird, you know, between Steve, Mark, and now that we've mentioned it, Jake, Jake Lockley at the end, who's like the who, who's who's like a Spanish assassin or a hitman, pretty much. So. Yeah, because you had 
was it episode it was before that um that you had the one moment that you had the the blackout scene yeah and it wasn't mark and it wasn't steve because they both denied no it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me you no it wasn't me so they made a reference yeah, yeah and, that we knew that that we knew no wait that was episode was three. that four still or was that three that's three and then in four when they first go to the you know, the, uh, Mark releases Steve from the sarcophagus, and, and then there's the four. other sarcophagus. Not just five. that, you had the movie playing the background that was in the character's name was uh, Jack See, Lindsay. And not just that, that movie was the poster that they got Steve's name from. Secret, yes. So you had yep. that movie was actually supposed to be Steve Grant, but in the video that you're watching in his mind, it wasn't Steve, it was Jack. Really? Uh-huh. Interesting. So you got a lot of stuff going on there. And yes. pla- it plays in different layers. Um like I was I was talking to somebody else about this uh earlier. So whenever they're in the um psych office and he, uh mark is talking to arrow and like you said he wanted to grab the pyramid it was so there was i the thought pyramid. that was jack uh, part of me thought that could have been jack yeah but it was him. he was trying to kill him with the pyramid and where did they have to take him to to uh stop him the pyramid i mean the, yeah. you have that representation there again very very well written oh yeah there, this was a very well, one of the best, better shows well-written. And I have to say, one of the more, I think, stronger finales. Uh, because it still that, fell a little flat in a couple areas. Or it did. It was, right. it was the shortest episode, which is very strange. Wasn't it? Really? It was 42 minutes. It was the shortest episode. Wow. That is weird. For Yeah, I, I felt like... If that was the case, why was it that, that was weird? Because I feel like could could use an extra ten minutes just to kind of. I yeah, don't they, know. They could have put more into episode one and episode five are forty seven minutes, and the other ones are 50, 50, 50, 50 and fifty one minutes. Really? Wow. So yeah, last one is forty two minutes. So it is a good five minutes shorter. At least five minutes shorter than any other episode. Do you feel like? Do you feel? I I, I think we've mentioned this too. I feel like. Do you feel like there's always like a um, a director's cut for these Disney Plus shows? I'd be really interested, man, to see the director's cuts of the Disney Plus shows. I know, I know, we'll never get that, but that would be really cool for, especially for like Moon Knight. I would have loved to see a a director's cut uh, of these shows. Even if even if it's just like bloopers or some ideas that just never got realized, that would just be cool just to just to see, you know. The deleted scene section, I would love that. Yeah, I would love yeah. to to get a little more out of it. Um, it, it's yeah, episode six, and, and kind of unfor- an unfortunate Disney Plus tradition now that episode six was not the strongest episode. But yeah. it, it was still, I thought... It, it was a fun. It was oh, it fun. was very so. fun. 
Um, very fun. And I I loved, you know, you have this big battle going on. We have to go stop the bad guy. We just, they bring Mark back, Mark and Steve back from the dead. Kaju's there. All right, we got the powers back. Let's go get them. And Steve takes over and he's sitting there. So let's negotiate at the moment. How is this going to work? Yeah. That's when both of them. And I also love You're really that. doing this now? Yeah. I love the, you know, not only did the personas change in person, but as Moon Knight, you had the, you had the different Moon costumes. Knight and Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Suit. Knight. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Suit. I think it was Mr. Knight. I think they called him Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight. Think, that's yep. Yeah, Mr. Knight. So, which I thought was really cool. I thought that was a really cool, interesting level too, and how they differed in in styles of combat. You know, which I thought was really really cool, and how they can balance each other out. Um, different which weapons, also, different styles of combat. Different different styles of combat. Yeah, which. Um, which was, was which was very very intriguing very interesting. Um, that being said, too, was Jake. I'm also kind of does Jake get a uh, I, does Jake get a suit too? If that were to be the case, I don't I know. Would say he has to, and I would love to see what that suit looks like. And that because, was when they blacked out. I'm like, oh, we get to see what Jake's suit looks like. No, we don't. No, like I, I think that would be really dope to see Jake's suit. I don't or 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 if Jake even gets a suit i i I totally don't know because i know the comic books we only get we get the mr knight we get the moon knights the classic moon knight ceremonial suit and then you get mr knight you know suit which by the way everybody in comic con is going to be wearing one of those two right now i could totally see it now um so but yeah it'd be really intriguing to see a jake if, if the guys would give jake a suit that would be pretty dope because I know it was it was Jake Hartley's character, in, in in his character in the comic books, he's a cab driver, um, that also has like a violent temper. But but the only reason why he's a cab driver is to get like low and intel in wow. the underground world through like talking. That's like his detective mode, pretty much. Right. I'm very curious to. Now again with the MCU, it seems like they're just trying to make him a full-blooded assassin by what it looks like because of the the, the death that he leaves around, you know. So, which yeah. I feel like they have. To, I, I feel. I apologize. I keep talking. I feel like that that carrot. <laughs> that we have a podcast. Yeah, that's why we have a podcast. Which I feel like he developed that. You feel like he may have developed that persona during his military work like yeah. that that's the only way that persona would have showed up you know that's a good point i i think that would make that would make perfect sense you know he's here he's need to create a, a mental persona to help him through difficult times and being the mercenary mm-hmm. uh, gun for hire would be another level that you would think this would this would fit in um so i i think that that works it works out good. Did you did you find it uh, kind of interesting that it's an Egyptian god controlling a Jewish guy or working with a Jewish guy? Uh, <laughs> you know, I if we're good if we're going like Ten Commandments here, 
<laughs> that's kind of what, my, where, that's where, what where, I was yeah. thinking about. Like, I, did, uh, or maybe, no, that, did, that, did you not even notice it? I mean, probably no one noticed it. And it, here I am bringing I it up. I knew that he was Jewish. That I knew. I, I knew. That I didn't know. But that connection, I didn't until you mentioned it. That's, and then when you said that, like, my only response would probably be the Ten Commandments. I don't know how that plays out, but ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, ah, <laughs> uh, a Jewish guy from Chicago, mind you. Let's remember that yeah. a Jewish guy from Chi- Chi- Town. Um, but yeah, uh, no, that, that that never really that never really dawned on me until you really brought, <laughs> brought that up now. So. Um, but yeah, uh, no. Overall, I think this was a fantastic series. I hope that we get more. Um, speaking of, um, since you brought up something about that, um, they w- remember when early in the podcast you mentioned that they wanted to bring in cameos. Do you know what the cameos were supposed to be? I do not know. I I didn't even actually even realize that they were trying to bring other characters. So so maybe Black Cat. What? Maybe Black Cat? No, no. The cameos that they wanted to bring in, they wanted to bring in uh, Congo's character from the Eternals. Uh, okay. They wanted to bring the couple of Eternal characters from the Eternals in to make uh, a cameo appearances on Moon Knight, which would make sense because that was the time when the Eternals would have came in and then would have mixed it in. And I thought, which I and I thought that would have been really interesting because then. It also talks about the whole God situation on how the religion works in terms of the MCU, in terms of where the pecking order is. It would have been really interesting to kind of just see where that pecking order and how everything fits within the universe. Again, didn't hurt the series at all that much, too, because it was its own standalone, nothing tied into it. But it does make me wonder about how they would handle that pecking order. Um, yeah, ooh. I think, though... There was reference to, if I remember correctly, hearing that there was reference to the Eternals, um, that there was one that there was a movie poster for one of uh, the Bollywood shorts somewhere. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think it was one of the earlier episodes where uh, they they show like a, a theater or something, and then they're there's one of those. Um, it was one of the Bollywood uh, posters I was hanging up there. That's true. I do remember also in the only real, again, the real only real MCU references were the Montrepore reference, if you remember that, and the fact that there's multiple celestial planes. Yeah. Because uh, Black Panther has their own version of it, they all tend to, they, they it's their own interpretation, but they all lead to the same afterlife. The characters pass on. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. So I I I picked up on those two references. Um, yeah, no, that was a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, and, uh, I, I do hope there's more, um, 
because I, I just feel like we did not get enough, which makes me also wonder. Um, I, I guess they, they did answer the questions like, okay, you freed Mark and Steve. He said, okay, I'll free you. And so they, he freed them. So do they no longer have the powers? But Jack still has the connection. So I guess they, by default, still have the Moon Knight powers and not know it. That's probably what's happening at the moment. You know, because knowing who Conchu is, Conchu seems to be like again like a, a trickster, like the uh-huh. person who doesn't clearly doesn't keep his word. He's no, all, you can't trust him. You like can't trust said. him. Yep. They they come to show him to not trust him. Which he says like yes, like he said, I'm gonna release you two, but it's the third guy that I that I really just need. You two can you you know, you guys can go and do whatever you want and not even worry about it. Which is also very like, if only those two were to release Jake, maybe they would be able to find out more, you know, more information, and maybe those three could come aligned together though. But, um, but yeah, I feel like this is one of those series that really needs more expert another season just to to kind of explore more of that character. Um, um, that also said, um, do you feel like, uh, when, when do you think this the next time we'll, we'll probably see a moon, this Moon Knight character again? What, what do you think is your best chance? Do you think it will be in a season two, or do you think it will just be straight to the MCU? I can't, I, I can't force, at this point foresee the Moon Knight character showing up on any other project besides Moon Knight just yet. So no, I, I would. You don't. You don't think not a not a Midnight Suns project by any chance or anything like that. I don't think so. Like to me, it almost seems like the Mandalorian. Like first season of Mandalorian, straight up just Mandalorian, no real crossing over of anything else. Season two is whenever you start crossing over more into um, the greater universe of Star Wars. To me, that almost seems like where we're going with Moon Knight. Like Moon Knight season one, just Moon Knight kind of stands alone, doesn't have too much bleed in from anywhere else. Season two, okay, we've got the character established. Now we can start bleeding in more of the MCU. Other characters will show up or you know, other situations and tie in to other things going on. So that's that's kind of where I feel like that maybe heading and season two probably a good two years off mm. at this point it, it's not something i think they're looking at for next year yeah it, it'd be kind of tight uh tight turnaround to be able to produce something that you have not even fully committed to yet um in gotcha. 12 months fair enough fair enough i guess we'll see what happens with this character yeah so before we we wrap it up too um normally every time we do one of these shows we tend to give out our most valuable character throughout the series so matt who was your most valuable character for this particular show as much as i want to give it to oscar because he was absolutely fantastic and being able to portray multiple characters and interacting with himself in that way. And 
I understand mm-hmm. for some of the scenes they brought in his brother to help him play off. I'm going to give it to Tourette. <laughs> I figured you would. I figured out like I knew it. I was like, well, immediately when you started talking, I was like, I know exactly who you're this character. <laughs> because, I mean, she's she's only really in one episode, but when she shows up at the end of episode four, yeah. it just screams and says, oh, hello. It just... Yeah. You just automatically love that character and the amount of detail that they yeah. put into that character. You know, the if you look at the skin, you can see the the wrinkles and the line um, fingerprints almost on the on the skin, yeah. the hand, mm-hmm. and just the twitching of the ear. Um, ridiculous, ridiculous amount of attention and detail went into designing that character and, and the way that she moves and talks and the whole whole body um the, the um motion and everything that, that behind i can't think of the technical word at the at this time the but, rendering but, and the design yeah of it was really good yeah i i was really impressed with the especially the the, the twitching of the ear lows and every time she would move i i paid i don't know why i paid so much attention to tawa's ear twitch every time like a normal hippo would no yeah. it, it, it was there were i feel like in terms of like the visual effects like like tawa was really well done in terms of the skin and the rendering and how the smoothness of the wetness of the skin on the hippo was really done and then i felt like other then you kind of look at other characters like omnit which was the crocodile where you could really see that all right not the best of details were put into this one though although i mean but they did their best so yeah the visual elements were uh conchu was not that hard because it was a bone and beak and all but that even at stuff. that you, there you was know, but this it was weird not if you i'm not sure if you noticed there was a weird connective fiber between the head and the body oh yeah you saw oh i did not see that oh there's yeah some, there, there's yeah, this that? like little Almost look like little fibers. Um, I mean, I even know in Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight suit that there's a lot of words written in Sanskrit or Egyptian. Hieroglyphics. Yeah, Um, hieroglyphics that you really, you can't fully see, but it it is all there just for the sake of having it there for authenticity. Oh, yeah. Oh, Uh, yeah, the the, the Moon Knight suit was really well done. Like, it's basically like a mummy. It's almost like a a mummified superhero bring on to the sense which was really well done and and vision every time the moon night moved and created like the crescent moon it was just visually gorgeous so kind of look and how he would pull out her the moon night daggers and all that stuff it was the visual element of moon night was really well done you know which yeah. was fantastic and, 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 and there this. was hieroglyphics on each of those daggers it's like I don't know which suit I like better between Mister Knight or Moon Knight itself. They both were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and it, it does reflect their personalities a lot. Uh, you know, with, with my character, um, I'm going to keep it simple. Oscar Isaac just nails it out of the park, man. I um, this is an actor. Um, 
again, I think we talked about a lot in the beginning where maybe he wasn't in some of the better roles. Uh, it does, um, you know, he's we clearly have seen him in in Star Wars as Poe Damien, which which he was very interested in. But to kind of see, but to kind of see him in this kind of breadth of work really makes me excited to to kind of watch other things that are that is not X Men Apocalypse and you know. <laughs> Um, I, I'm no, this is definitely an actor I'm looking forward to much more in the MCU. Oh, no absolutely, yeah, go back, watch X Machina mm-hmm. or uh, let's see what else we've got here Adam's Family 2 and uh, Dune. And uh, let's see what else we, we got. Definitely Dune, definitely have to check him out in Dune. Uh, oh, he actually does a voices character in Star Wars Resistance, the forgotten animated series. Yep. And of course, who could forget the now pushed back till next year upcoming uh, Spider-Man? Uh, That's right. Yes, he's going to be playing. Yeah, that is right. He's going to be playing Spider-Man 29, uh, 2099. 2099, Yep. I did. I totally forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. That's all. That looks. That's also gonna be awesome. No, yeah, he's he's done a fair amount, and um, he he does a really good job with with everything, or at least whatever he's given. Yeah. Um, and, and this just this was just be, fantastic. So we're gonna be Solid Snake whenever they decide to do that that Milgus Solid movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if. If anyone gave up on this series after episode one because it was just a little too left field for them, yeah, you gave up on it way too soon. I agree. I what I do I do appreciate with a lot of these shows is that usually my uh, whether I like a show, usually I want to give a show five episodes to see if it would totally get into it, and you know, this is kind of. <laughs> Luckily, Disney Plus puts it around that end where it's like, if you like it, it's like, well, too late. <laughs> you watched <laughs> the entire first season, so yeah, jump off it now. So, but no, fantastic show overall. Definitely looking forward to it. Hopefully, they the hopefully Kim Feige brings this one back. Uh, I, I I really hope they do. I really hope they do. And on that note, what would your final rating for this be? Um, I want to give it. Um, I'll give it a nine. I think I'm not, uh, if we're gonna go by the ten scale, yeah, I think I give it a nine. You know, that's very interesting. You know, last week we were talking about Doctor Strange, and you gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. This week we're talking about Moon Knight. You gave it a nine. And I'm gonna give it a nine. <laughs> Let's do it. Nine. We are simpatico on. The most recent reviewing of Marvel stuff. Um, yeah, I uh, I think I may just go back and watch it again. It's one of the few ones that I, I really want to go back and watch it again. Loki, I watched some episodes again. Mm-hmm. This one, I want to watch the whole thing again to just pick up on, again, the amount of details and amount of just layering that they did. Um and the performance, Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hogg, uh, just everyone really got into this and, and just really yeah. wanted to make this a, a, a good product. And they, I, I, I'd say they did. 
No, I, I totally agree with you too, and I definitely want to. I this is probably one of the series I probably want to go back and watch one or twice just to kind of now that we have more education between these different personalities, maybe you can go back and spot. Okay, maybe these are okay. This was hinted there. That was hinted there a little bit. All these windows already showed E3, like all the little hints. I, I definitely want to go back and check out a little bit more of the Easter eggs, too. Also, one thing that was also left off, and I, I think you probably already knew this, and to the fans that have already watched this, if you paid attention to watching all of Moon Knight, there were QR codes scattered mm -hmm. through. If you had scattered those QR codes, you would have gotten a comic book from Moon Knight. Couple of comic books from the Moon Knight um, yep. series, yep. which was awesome. So, I thought that was a brilliant idea. I think that's a cool uh, Easter egg. I think they, I think these, I think shows need to do more these uh, Easter eggs like that. I think that's really, that would be really cool. I mean, it's brilliant marketing from Marvel's end to do something like that. And yeah. I think, like you said, they more so with the the Disney Plus stuff. Not you can't really do it so much with the the live action, but the the Disney Plus stuff. Um. Why wouldn't you do that more often? You agree? No. Yeah, that 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 was a brain brain marketing twist, and uh, I think they should visit that idea more often with this, you know, Miss uh, Miss Marvel coming up, She Hulk, all those. Uh, throw that in there somewhere because it's it's not hard to do, and it, it just engages your audience more. And then you end up winning in the long run. I agree. All right, Isaac. Thank you so much. I mean, was there anything else you wanted to bring up before? I'm good, man. All right. So thank you again for another fantastic discussion of some wonderful, wonderfully enjoyable uh, comic book goodness on uh, brought into us. And... Um, yeah, we will be doing this again soon. Looking forward to it, man. Same here. All right. Well, thank you again to Isaac for joining me in discussing Moon Knight. What did you think of this latest? Disney Marvel limited series non Disney Plus. Let us know on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's Podcast, Instagram at Disney Marvel's Podcast, TikTok at Disney Marvel's Podcast, and on the Twitter at Disney Marvels. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post some other videos and also the audio feed for this show there as well. If you want to be heard on the show, let your voice be heard. Send us a message through the Anchor app and or anchor.fm website, or record a message electronically on your smartphone, computer, tablet, and email it to disneymarvels at gmail.com. You could also email any questions or suggestions you may have to that address as well. Don't forget to check out the latest Disney Marvel blogs at disneymarvels.blogspot.com. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have knowing that we get to spend some of that time together means a lot to me, to us, over at Disney Marvels. I can't thank you enough for coming back week in, week out, being part of the conversation, 
and, and just spending again spending time together spending some of that valuable time um, though if i could ask you you could go on to apple podcast leave us a rating or a review we can also do this on spotify and this really helps the show out this is how people find out about the show they they do their part it gets more people involved or if you don't want to do that share the link out on social networks and don't forget to tag us so we can give you a nice thank you but uh yeah send it out on social networks send the link out let people know check out the latest episode of disney marvel's podcast we're talking about fill in the blank depending on what week you do the more people that we have join our family the better Walt believed in a big disney family and so do i don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when a new episode is posted. And while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Really help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvels support or find our Patreon page where you can get some cool stuff there. Speaking of cool stuff, check out our merchandise shop. You can get some really fun Disney Marvel stuff, logo stuff, sayings, slogans, different things that we have up on there, artwork created by us. Uh, and it it helps again goes to help the show out in more than one way you help promote the show by with the cool stuff that you get and a little bit of the money does help the show financially because well these things aren't free because remember this show is brought to you by listeners like you in japan broken objects are often repaired with gold these flaws are seen as a unique piece of the object's history, which adds to its beauty. Consider this when you feel broken. I, I felt that was very appropriate for today's topic considering considering Moon Knight. But, but like Moon Knight, do not be afraid to ask for help. You are not alone. You are special. And there are people out there who love you and want to help you. Be your own hero. Never give up and never give in. Now I'd like to end this show's this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. It is the source of public information in what we say to these massive receptives receptive audience which poses the problems and the challenges of our times. And that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening everyone and I'll see you next time.